Amen. Today we are talking about flowbusters. On yesterday, or not yesterday, last week, we talked about hustle and flow. Uh, for those of you who missed that, uh, basically, you either hustle or you flow. You either hustle and do all that you can and you work really, really hard and you get stressed out and, and your hair falls out and you're short with your kids and you just hustle. Or you get into the flow of the spirit where even when you have tough decisions that would stress other people out, you hear a voice saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. When you feel that uh, uh, even when there are all kinds of situations going on around you, you have a joy deep down on the inside that springs from you. You've got rivers of life flowing out of you. Why? Because you decided to flow. Now, uh, we talked about that at length on last week, but uh, in order to get into the flow, we, we notice some people who could fall in the flow and out of the flow. And there are various flow busters. There's stuff that busts up your flow. And I was very tempted. There was like a long list of them. And I was tempted to cover all of them in one sermon. But I'm going to do them one at a time. So today, we're going to talk about the first one. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 13, you can turn to this. Beginning at verse 11. And I'm going to read in your hearing verses 11 through 17. Matthew chapter 13, verses 11 through 17. And from the New King James Version of the Bible, it reads like this. He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull, the ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. I thought somebody would have snatched that one out the atmosphere. I thought somebody would have said amen right there. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. The first flow buster. I mean, I wonder if I should even tell you because, uh, and maybe you figured it out from what we've just read. Uh, because we talked about living life in 
in the flow. We talked about hearing from God, and when you live life in the flow, God will speak to you and give you secrets. He will guide you on the way that you should go, so much so that you don't have to be stressed out and your hair don't have to fall out because God is leading you. It doesn't mean you're not going to have problems. It doesn't mean you won't be in storms, but God has a way of navigating you through the thing so that you come out on the other side okay. So there is a blessing in hearing God's voice and being in the flow. Now, one way to bust up the flow is to hear God's voice and not do what he says. That will mess you up all the time. Jesus, when he was giving them the Sermon on the Mount, at the end of it, he says, he who hears these words and obeys them is he who builds his house upon the rock. And he who hears them and doesn't do what they say, that's the person who, who builds his house on the sand. James said, we have got to not only be hearers of the word, but we have got to be doers of the word. But see what happens is, we want to live in the flow. And when you live in the flow, God will speak to you. God will tell you to do things. And you have got to obey. Now, when God tells you to do things, understand, I'm not talking about salvation issues. I'm not, I'm not even at the point where you're in the store and something will say, don't steal. Uh, we're kingdom people, uh, and I'm not even expecting you to be on that level. You're going to hear things from God that don't have anything to do with salvation. You're going to hear things from God that you are going to make a decision, well, should I do this or should I not do this? You will be in the store and see somebody, and something may say, pay for their groceries. Now, some of you be like, the devil is a liar. I know that's not Jesus, because Jesus knows all, and Jesus knows I barely got money for my own groceries. That couldn't be Jesus telling me this. So don't, don't want to live in the fluff, because God may tell you to do something, and if you get in that flow and begin to hear his voice, you have got to do what God is telling you to do. Do you all understand what I'm saying? Uh, uh, so that means that as parents, as you are raising your children, sometimes a God may say, you know what? Uh, Jamal can't go here. Or, or, or Sally can't go there. And though you want to be cool and and though everybody else's parents are letting them do it, if, the, if God is saying, no, your kid don't need to go there, then guess what? Now, don't ask him if you don't want to hear because it's going to mess up your flow. But if you want to hear what God is saying when he tells it to you, you have got to obey. I think about Samson. And I've given this speech to my kids several times. Because remember, I am not talking about things that are sins or not sins. That's where a lot of us get hung up on. We're like, we, 
Because a lot of people told us when we were growing up that certain things were sin. And then we got wise and we realized, you know what? I can do this and not go to hell. And because we lived with just getting in or out of hell, we thought, well, if this won't send me to hell, then it must be okay for me to do it. Now, everything that don't send you straight to hell doesn't necessarily mean it's right. Paul says, all things are lawful for me, but everything is not expedient. Everything is not beneficial. As an anointed man and woman of God, I can't do everything. That's what I had to tell my kids sometimes. Uh, I can only imagine what it was like to raise little Samson. See, Samson couldn't cut his hair. Samson couldn't eat grapes or anything like that. And so when he went to school, all the other kids got those little sun-made raisins and, and everybody got little grapes for snacks. And Samson couldn't have that. And I know he had to say, Mom, but all the other kids are eating. God made grapes. Why can't I have grapes? They're just raisins. This is a healthy snack. And his mama had to let him know, you are not like every other kid. There is an anointing on you. The spirit of God is going to flow through you. Now, for everybody else, whether or not you eat raisins or, or grapes, that's not a sin. Whether you, that, we're, that's not, we're not even where sin lives. But what I am preparing you for is the anointing and the flow that is going to flow through you. So I tell my kids, well, mommy, everybody else is running through church. Oh, I'm preaching now. My kids can't run through church. And neither can yours. Hello, somebody. And when I tell them they can't, they say, but my mom said I can. So I'm telling everybody. Because, see, I read the story about Eli. And, 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 and I'm not going to have an Eli moment. God's not going to come to me and say, now why were your kids up acting a fool in church? And why didn't you do anything? Everybody else's kids may do something different, but my kids have to walk in the anointing that God has placed them on because we are living life in the flow. But I'm trying to tell you, don't ask him if you don't want to know. Because if he tells you, then you've got to do it. I remember when I was uh, growing up and I was a teenager and all of my friends were going to a teen club. And I asked my mama if I could go to the teen club. And my mama said, no. And I said, please, mama, mama, can I go? It was, it was New Year's and it was going to be a New Year's. I was like, we're not going to drink. It's just going to be music. And no, 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 no. Please, mama, please, mama, mama, please, please. No, 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 no. Can you pray about it, mama? So mama prayed about it, and she said, yes. So I am just so excited. I'm going to the teen club. But mama kept praying about it. On the day that I was supposed to go, we had the biggest snowstorm in a long time. All the roads were shut down. The teen club was shut down. Everything was shut down. 
I'm talking about somebody who lives in the flow. Say, go ahead, let her go. You, you, you ain't got to get beef over this. You don't got to get attitude from no little girl over this. Go on, go and tell her she can go, and I'll take care of it on my end. That's what happens when you live in the flow. When you're connected to God, and he begins to talk to you. And honey, after that, when I saw that, God will shut the whole city down before he will let me walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Honey, I just quit asking. Another one of my friends, her cousin, they hated for her to go anywhere with her because inevitably every time she was in the car and they were on the way to the party or whatever, the car would break down, the police would come right before they got there and the party was over. They're like, we got to leave you at home. Why? Because her mama was in the flow. And see, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Now, don't ask God if you really don't want to know. But see, when I was, I remember this well. I, I decided I wanted to be in the hustle instead of the flow. I was a young adult, and I wanted to be somewhere. And that spirit was saying, go home now. Go home now. And I'm like, well, it's just getting started. Go home now. Now's the time to go home. And so I'm looking or whatever. I know I had to catch the, the, the train and whatnot. And the last train left about midnight. God been telling me to go home since 9 o'clock. But I was planning on getting on that midnight train. Now, if I had left when God told me to, I would have been at home before they started pulling out guns. Did you hear what I said? And I wouldn't have had to cry all the way home because my world got rocked. Because I decided I wanted to hustle instead of be in the flow. But see, as young people, just people in general, we're all about the hustle. They write songs about it, hustlers' ambition. We hustle, hustle hard, hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm a hustler, what's up? That's all we talk about, hustle. But that still small voice calls us away to be in the flow. That's why I appreciate 2 Timothy 4, verse 18. It says, the Lord will preserve me from every evil work and preserve me for his heavenly kingdom. I know there were some times where God got me out of trouble right before the police came. In some situations that if it had not been for the Lord on my side. But when I was a child, I spake as a child. I acted like a child. I talked like a child. But now that I'm a woman, now that y'all grown, it's time to put away childish things. And understand that God don't talk to everybody, no matter what they say. There's some people that always talk, and maybe so, but maybe not. God doesn't talk to everybody. It is a privilege to get a revelation from God. Well, I'm not going to say that God don't talk to everybody. What I will say, see, as we are talking right now, there are some high-powered conversations going on. There are diplomats and presidents and governments and mayors. They're talking. There, there are, are conference calls going on. There are webinars going on. There are uh, 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 all kinds of things going on, and they're 
going in the airwaves. But we are not tuned to the receiver. We're not on that wavelength, so we can't hear that cell phone conversation. Uh, we, are, we can't tune into that webinar or that seminar. Uh, even as we speak, there are movies going through here. There are sermons going through here, folks streaming and whatnot. But you all are missing all of that. It ain't that it ain't happening. It's that we're not tuned into it. So I'm not going to say that God ain't speaking to everybody. But a lot of people miss the transmission. A lot of people are not tuned to the channel where God is talking. Now, it's not a, a mysterious. It's not that he wants to have secret knowledge to only a few. He said, call unto me, and I'll show you great and marvelous things which you do not know. He said that before you call, I'll answer, and while you're speaking, I will hear. But if God answers you, did you hear what I said? If God speaks to you, then you, one, be excited, you in the flow. But two, you've got to obey what God has said. One of the times that will always stay in my mind as a blight in my ministry, when Pastor Drummond and I we're down in San Diego. I appreciate Pastor Drummond. Pastor Drummond has a heart for the lost, and he will go anywhere, anytime. He's all in the urban ministry. It's like, you know, ride or die, let's go. And so, um, you know, Pastor Drummond would be doing his thing, and I'd be praying like, Lord, help us not to get shot up in here. <laughs> in Jesus' name. And so... There was this young man that we were working with, and I was driving by his house one day. But see, we always would go two by two. We never just roll up with somebody, you know, by ourselves. He might, but I wouldn't. And so I'm driving by the house, and the spirit says, go to that house right now. And I'm like, the devil is a liar. <laughs> but I was at a light. And it kept saying, go to the house. And I'm like, that just ain't safe. We got to go two by two. And then I'm like, but then I'm not even sure if that's the right house. And then I'm like, you know, I had all of these excuses on why I could not obey the flow. So I decided, it wouldn't leave me. So I said, well, when I get home, I will call the number I have. So, but God didn't tell me to call the people. He said, go to the house. So I go home and I call the numbers disconnected. And then I wanted to go, but it was too late. And I never heard from the child again. I heard he was in jail. And I cringed to think what would have happened had I been obedient, had I forgot about safety or protocol or whatever, when the spirit was speaking, you know, he would have given his angels charge over me. When the spirit was speaking, and see, that's what's going to happen when we live life in the flow. You're going to be in the store, and someone's going to say, go pray for that person. Go ask that person, can you pray for them? Now, you know that ain't the devil. But you're going to think of all kinds of ways. Well, I don't know her. She's going to think I'm crazy. You know, you can't just be walking up to strangers, talking to them. But I'm trying to tell you, if you're going to live life in the flow, 
if you're going to live life in the flow, then when God speaks, you have got to obey. Now turn in your Bibles to John chapter 15. Verse 22, this tells us the danger of hearing from God and not listening. It says, if I had not come and spoken to them, they would have no sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. And I know that many of you are thinking, well, you know, that's not a sin to not go pray for somebody. But James chapter 4, verse 7 says, to him who knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. And so, see, I need to let us know because everybody wants to be in the flow uh, as far as finances. Uh, but the, the verse that we read says, to him who has, more will be given and he will have abundance. Now, we say that a lot of times we talk about money, but this was in the context of revelation. This was in the context of hearing God's voice and him speaking. And so you wonder, how is it that they can hear from God? And, and, and I, I've been praying and trying to hear from him all this time, and he ain't never said nothing to me. The Bible says to him who has revelation, more will be given. Why? Because he listens and he obeys what God has already revealed. And to him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. So this isn't something that you can play with. Living life in the flow is a blessing. It is a privilege and it is an honor. Daniel was so intent on living in the flow, he was willing to die for it. When they told him that he couldn't pray for 30 days or he would have to be thrown into the lion's den, he decided I would rather be in the flow, in the lion's den, than to be on the throne and not connected to God. He did not care. Whatever he had to do, he had to live life in the flow. I think of Saul. And Saul was the first king of Israel. It wasn't God's first choice, but God worked with it. God anointed Saul. So much so that Saul began to prophesy. God, God did things for Saul. But Saul decided to disobey God in the little things. Just the little things. He didn't go have an affair and kill people like David did. Just the little things. The little things like when God said that, that on this day we're going to have a feast and Samuel will do a sacrifice and, and then we'll go out to war. And Saul waited, but Samuel didn't show up right. And so uh, 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 he decided that he would offer the sacrifice instead of allowing the priest of God. Something real little. Not. And then Samuel comes and says, what have you done? Now see, God had already spoken to him, but he did not listen in the little things. When, 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 
God told him to do, uh, uh, to kill everybody and to, to get rid of everything. He decided to keep some of it. And he decided to keep certain people he liked alive. Little things. And slowly and slowly he got out of the flow. So much so he couldn't find a word from the Lord if he paid somebody. So he had to go find a psychic and even she rebuked him. The same thing happened to Samson. He began, you know, he wasn't supposed to fool with them Philistine women. Then he got a little girlfriend here. Then he got a wife here. Then another wife here. Just little things. He wasn't supposed to drink wine and he's having all these feasts. Little things. He wasn't supposed to touch dead bodies and he's touching dead lions and, and eating honey out of the carcass. Little things. Just those little things that God told him that he didn't think were very important. So he ignored and ignored and ignored and got out the flow so much so that when it really counted, the Bible says he didn't know the flow had left him. He didn't know that the spirit of God had left him. We have got to stay in the flow. And when we are there, we have got to have our hearts set on obedience to God. Because David knew and understood this well. And I believe that sin makes you stupid. And you don't even understand. A lot of times we say, now that don't even make any sense. What were they thinking? And the truth of the matter is they probably weren't thinking. And David finally comes to himself. He, I don't even think he realized all the wrong that he did. But then in Psalm 51, he comes to himself. And then he realizes, man, I really messed up. And what is his prayer? He doesn't pray, Lord, let me keep the kingdom. Lord, save my family, my reputation. He said, whatever you do, don't cast me out of your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. Lord, whatever you do, don't let me get out the flow. I need to live in the flow. If you want to take the throne, if you want to take my money, if you want to take something else, that's fine. But let me be connected to you. David understood he had to live life in the flow. As the musicians begin to play, and I close. As you go through your week this week, you all are going to hear God speak to you. Now, God is never, ever going to say something contrary to what he already said in his word. The Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the Lord. I change not. So now the crazy stuff that is against scripture, you can go ahead and rebuke that. But when you hear somebody say, give her $100 at work, and you're like, Lord, I don't even want to get involved. Remember, you live in life in the flow. And see, this is the thing. When you live life in the flow, I remember one time I needed money, and I prayed to God, and instead of getting a ride to the store, he had me walk, and on the way to the store, I found the money I needed. Y'all ain't heard me. I'm talking about living life in the flow. And so the same God that will help you find grocery money on your way to the store can bless you if you obey him, if he tells you to give, then you give. And let him 
replenish if need be. He will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. If you see somebody come out the bathroom crying and know you don't want to get involved, but something says, go ask her, can you pray for her? Then pray that God gives you boldness and strength because you're living life in the flow now. We're not hustling. See, you don't have to hustle and you don't have to bend and break and make things happen. You now work for the Lord. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor, and I will give you rest. He said, learn of me. For I am meek and lowly of heart, and you will find rest unto your soul. So you don't got to hustle at your job. You can freely flow into kingdom work. I remember I was, this will be my last story. But I felt the Lord was telling me to take a jazz dance class. I'm, no, I'm serious, see? I was an associate pastor at the time, and I told my senior pastor, and he was sure that wasn't the Lord. My husband was like, I don't know, trust. I said, I really feel like this is what God is calling me to do. So I went and I took the jazz dance class. I was not very good at it. But one day, a lady from the class, uh, we were going to the restroom and we were talking and she was asking me about my church and I was telling her and she was telling me about her church. There was a lady we didn't even know who was using the bathroom in the stall. She came out crying, asking to be able to go to my church. She said that her husband and her had been looking for a church for eight years. They came to the church. We baptized them, their son, he became a deacon. That whole family came into the church. And after that, I was released from the class. I didn't even finish the class because my assignment was over. I was living in the flow. And even though it didn't make sense to anybody else, God had a plan. And so, yes, I had to stand in them crazy lines and pay health fees and parking fees for classes that I, I wasn't really sure I even wanted to take. But sometimes God does that. Because he has a plan. And when God tells you to do something, it's not even for you to evaluate. Because how can you evaluate the great plan of God? How can we in our finiteness evaluate God's great wisdom? A lot of times it's for us to activate. God said do it, do it. Now if you want to go back to the hustle, you want to go back to doing it all by yourself, and not having the spirit of the most high God leading you, then more heartache to you. Because that's what it's going to be. But when you live in the flow of the spirit, God will take care of you. God will guide you. He will bless you. You will hear a voice saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it when you turn to the left and when you turn to the right. When you need light to spread on your ways, God will do it. When you need the angels to, to take charge over you, God will do it. Talking about life in the flow. There are some people in here 
You want to live life in the flow. And what I want us to do right now is to pray and ask God, where have I been disobedient? Because some of us are wondering, why isn't God talking to me anymore? It may be because you didn't follow the last command he told you to do. Have you ever told your kids, go clean your room? And they're watching TV? And you're like, go clean your room. And they're watching TV? The question is, did you hear me? And they're like, yeah, we heard you. You couldn't have heard me because you're not obeying. And so God is looking for us to walk in obedience. So even now with our heads bowed, we're asking God to reveal to us what was the last thing he asked us to do that we didn't do. Do we have some unfinished business? Because we want to live life in the flow. to be So God has, he's revealed some things to you. And you know now what your next assignment is. There's some things God has told you to do. And now you want to listen. You want to get back into the flow. If that is your desire, you declaring and decreeing, I want to be in the flow. And though I may have messed up, I'm fixing it now. And I want to walk in obedience. If that is you, I want you to get out of your seat and join me down front. We're going to have a special prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we bless you in this place. Lord, we give you glory and we give you honor. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we have come, first of all, asking for forgiveness, asking that you would forgive us, where you have told us to move and we stood still, where you told us to stand still and we decided to move anyway. Father, we repent of our sin. Lord, some of the sin has just been straight out rebellion. Forgive us, God. Some of it has been neglect and not doing what we are supposed to do. Forgive us, God. Lord, but we realize we've been in the hustle too long and now we're ready to flow lord we don't want disobedience to block our flow so father we come repenting and thanking you that you have brought back to our memory what we are supposed to be doing heavenly father in the name of jesus i pray oh god that you would send your strength and your power give us power to do what we're supposed to do. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would beat back the powers of darkness that would attempt to rationalize us out of your will. 
That's why we bless you for the weapons of our warfare that pull down strongholds and pulls down every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. Father, we ask that you would bring every thought into captivity to obedience of Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would fill each person who is standing down here with your Holy Spirit. Give them power, oh God, to walk right and talk right and to live in your flow. Tune their ears, oh God, to your voice. Tune their eyes to see you working. Bind their feet to your paths of righteousness, oh God. Give us boldness. Give us courage and allow us to stay in your will. You said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Help us to walk the way you say walk, oh God. Help us not to care what people think. And thank you for the ministry that each of them will do. The Bible studies that are going to come as a result of this. We thank you for the prayers and healings that will come as a result of a people who are willing to obey God. Oh God, bless us. And we promise that we'll bless you. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise. We seal these commitments with the blood of Jesus. And we receive this prayer as done with high praise. For we ask it in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen.